Hello, and welcome to Success Stories. I'm Kendra Hall, Chief Storytelling Officer at Success Magazine, and this is the podcast where we sit down with the brightest stars and the boldest thought leaders as they share their stories so you can create your own success story. And these days, we hear a lot about the haters. We're usually referring to people online, maybe on social media or YouTube, people who leave comments or direct messages that are really unpleasant. And I don't know if you've ever received one of these comments. I've received a few in my time, and every single one of them burns just a little bit. But the good news is, I mean, it's not like it's that public. It's on my page or in my messages. It's not a huge showing of embarrassment. So imagine what would happen if it was. If you got up and put yourself out there and not only were there haters, but millions of people were watching And then add to that that you've already been working so hard for so long and you thought this moment could be your big break. Like, would you get back up again? Well, that is the story you're about to hear. Ali Brooke burst onto the music scene last a decade as a member of Fifth Harmony and quickly became a fan favorite with her infectious positivity and approachable attitude, not to mention her incredible voice. Following the band's meteoric rise to fame, she embarked on a solo career, releasing her own hit singles, joining the 28th season of Dancing with the Stars, and showing people everywhere the rewards of hard work and faith. Those lessons are the backbone of her debut memoir, Finding Your Harmony, in which she chronicles her meteoric rise and the obstacles she faced along the way. It's available now, as is her new original Christmas song, Baby, I'm Coming Home. Allie, welcome to Success. We're so excited to hear your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share it and to be talking about it. So I really appreciate you having me on. So, so Ali, we should say right off the bat, people probably know you as they heard in your introduction from a variety of different ways off camera or pre-recording. I brought my kids in to meet you because they know you from dancing with the stars and just like loved you. I can't wait to hear afterwards about how cool they thought that was. Um, but your book, Finding Your Harmony released in October. And I have to tell you, um, as a person who values stories very highly, mm-hmm. I found myself, even in that first chapter, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if it was chapter one or it was the introduction, um, just being completely drawn into the real story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that for the people who are listening and and our our audience, our success audience, who who are invested in in success and excited about their own success, we often think that it it appears to be so much easier for someone else. Um, so I wondered if we could maybe just like start right there. So you you were on the show X Factor. You were young. Um, you find out that the show's going to air. Can you tell me about that night? Which, I mean, it's the biggest night ever. I can't even imagine 
Can you tell me about that, about that night? Absolutely. So I had been pursuing a, a dream for a solo career in music since I was nine years old and, and really at 12. So of course I get into all the details in my book, but long story short, kind of the shorter version is I, um, at 12 years old, my parents and I went back and forth from San Antonio to Los Angeles um, to try to pursue a, a music dream. My parents really believed in me and they sacrificed so much along the way. Um, we're, you know, Mexican American family, super tight knit. I have an older brother. And I went back and forth. I was homeschooled. My brother stayed at home. Sometimes my parents would trade off. It would be me and my dad or me and my mom at one point. And in some uh, moments, it would be us together. And basically, we would just pound the pavement. And for years and years and years, trying to, to get a record deal, trying to get my music out in the world, trying to work with these um, you know, dream producers and songwriters. And I have so many stories in my book that I uncovered during those years. Um, so you definitely got to read that. But it wasn't until I was 18 years old when my, um, my mom heard that X Factor was coming to to Austin, which is very close to San Antonio, and she encouraged me to audition. And I had kind of established a little bit of, of a repertoire from a, a young age, you know, of music and songs and stuff, but I was at a crossroads in my life and career because it was, you know, time to start taking my SATs and all that. And so this happened, long story short, and again, it's like so much better told in the book. <laughs> But, you're um, great. No, you're good. <laughs> we'll get into all of it. Yeah. But I auditioned and that audition changed my life. And, and it's all because of, you know, my mom, she had these instincts to encourage me to go out and audition as terrified as I was of failing. Um, and the, the moment of the actual audition, the day was something that was so beautiful and exhilarating and I auditioned in front of all the judges, including Simon Cowell. I got four yeses. I got a standing ovation, uh, I believe, from the audience. And it was a moment that my family and I will never forget. It was a mountaintop moment is what I describe it, you know, mm -hmm. as, again, you imagine this little girl, the dream, and then she's finally there. And it was so wonderful. The judges had the most positive feedback. Simon said he thinks he was looking at a future star. I mean, it couldn't have gone better. And then fast forward, my audition airs. And my parents and I are so excited. We go to my aunt's house and we have a big old party and we're watching it in such anticipation. And, you know, my heart is beating the whole time. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my face is gonna be on millions of screens. Lord, this is what I've been praying for and working for my whole life. And I can't wait for the world to see what we all experienced on my audition. And then that aired. And I was absolutely devastated because the producers had edited my package, you know what the people see you as, my introduction, as me looking really shallow. It, it, they made me seem like I was only in, you know, the competition to... Uh, have my own perfume line to to kind of seek fame and it was devastating to me they didn't air anything that was substantial you know anything about my faith or me being a premature baby and me my love from my hometown my love of my parents my mom and how she's 
overcome her challenges with her health and her scoliosis and all these things. And I'll never, never forget that moment of watching my audition, you know, feeling this extraordinary high of what was about to come, but feeling this on the other side, extraordinary low of, of disappointment and sadness and anger and seeing my parents, you know, upset and my mom, you know, later started crying because she was like, that's, that wasn't good. They made you look like a different person. They made the audition part itself seem like, um, cause I, I sang and I continue singing. And when the music stopped and I did this because this song was a Christian song and I was like, worshiping and, and feeling the moment lost in the, the emotion of the song but instead of that moment being beautiful it was turned around and and the judges edited you know annoyed looks on the judges face in the audience and it was humiliating and when I got home to confirm my worst nightmare I looked on YouTube and there was nothing but hate on my audition saying that I was annoying that I was um in it for the wrong reasons that I was terrible that all these awful things. So you can imagine just how shattered I was and my family too. That was the thing that wrecked me the most. But I overcame that and it was a very dark night and a dark few days, but I had a choice to make, you know, whether to continue on or to give up and quit. And I continued on. I really do. I want to, because I, so that, that is like, that's the opening, that's the opening chapter. And you were how old? You were 18? 18. Like, I think about myself, like, in, in, in private humiliating moments, you know, you know, where it's like, really, and I'm, I'm almost 40 years old, right? Like, I am not. Girl, you're so young. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> For people who are just listening to this, please mark your, mark this point in the conversation that Ali just said, that I look so young. But I do, like, I... I truly can't imagine. So what I can imagine, and I'm sure that there are people who will be listening, they can imagine what the anticipation for that night would feel like. Because you knew what the result, you knew that the judges all said yes. You knew what was coming next. Like, and so you were just thinking that it was like a, a smooth, a smooth path to, to whatever was to whatever's on the other side, whether, you know, the live episodes. So, so tell me, you say you overcame those obstacles. However, like you watched that episode, you had to face your community, your friends, not let, let's not even talk about YouTube. You have to face your friends, your community members, and yes, the general public. And then you do have to go back on the show. So, so what did you, because I feel like I feel like this can happen. Maybe not as ex- as extreme because like obviously like reality contests they are extreme versions of success. But where somebody thinks that this is what success is and it feels completely different. Like what did you do? How at 18 years old did you fix that pain? Mm. It was one of the biggest battles. Um, for me and for my family and as as you read in the book we're very close you know what my parents feel I feel and vice versa and we were feeling like crap (laughs) for the next few days and you know my my mom I remember she was crying Um, she would get up 
out of bed and start crying and I would cry. And I got, I got so distraught that I became sick one day um, from all the, the hate and all the pain and all the negativity. And honestly, it was a few days of feeling really, really sour and feeling really low. And, um, but being encouraged by my parents, being encouraged by their friends, by my friends, having the strength of my community uplift me and pray for me and say, Ali, this is not who you are. This is not the end of your story. This is a bump in the road, but you're going to get through it. You're going to overcome it. And we're here to help you. And that's what held me together was that those, those feelings and those encouragements and my faith, you know, relying on God and saying, God, I don't know why you allowed this to happen. I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. I'm a bit angry, but you know what? I trust you and I know you're with me. And slowly but surely I had to continue on. And I had, um, I think it was a few weeks um, from that point of my, my audition to me having to go back to Los Angeles and be on the show again and, and prepare for the live shows. And it was very challenging because I kind of thought, you know, how are the other contestants viewing me? How are the other producers viewing me? Do I have, you know, like a target on my back? Do people think badly of me before they're even getting to meet me? Like what's going on? So it, yeah, it wrecks your, your psyche a bit, but just choosing to continue on. Um, definitely watching every word that I <laughs> said while we were filming and every facial expression, because again, you just saw how they could easily manipulate that. That's what I, that's what I did. I was very insecure for a long time. And, um, but you know, going to Los Angeles and I had to go on my own because I was a legal adult and I really just relied on my faith and, uh, my parents and friends over the phone. And that's how. I got through it, you know, it wasn't easy at all. But I, again, had to make that choice of digging deep and, and pushing through the pain that I was feeling. Did you ever wonder, I feel like, um, especially now since our world and for people who do seek success in, in whatever area it is, the, um, the audience has grown, right? You have, you have your social media audience. Like it isn't just you know, the immediate people um, that you come in contact with. Did you ever question in that like tough edit um, if maybe that is who you are and you just didn't know it? Like, did you ever question who you are, right? Like there, like you are this positive person who, who just has this huge dream and, and they put that, did you ever wonder if their edit was right? Did that ever, right? Because I think we can take in the critics and wonder, is that me? Am I, am I wrong? Am I actually the person who they say I am? Did that happen for you? No, I just remember feeling that, that, anger of, I know this isn't me, yet this is what people believe. And that was the hardest part. And I remember they would ask me, like the producers would ask, hey, tell us, you know, do you want your own perfume line? And, and do you want to be as big as Beyonce? And I was excited. So I answered their questions. But I was more excited about the other stuff that I shared about my family and, and my personal journey and my home and you know hometown and stuff, um, but I was this excited young girl, wide-eyed, and first time being in a TV show. So I answered their questions. 
just remembering those moments though and saying, oh, now I understand why they asked me about the perfume line and all that, because that's what they intended to use. They didn't intend on using any of the significant, um, you know, words that I was saying and, and significant, um, how do you say, uh, topics, you know, like they, they didn't want that. They wanted something to paint me as, you know? And so that was the most frustrating part was knowing that this isn't me, but people believe that. So it was very, very challenging and so disappointing. Yeah. And, and, and I would also imagine like invigorating too, because like, okay, they're going to paint me as this, but I know that I am this. And as you grow and as you mature and as you, like your career obviously didn't stop there. Um, but actually, before we go on to what happened next, I want to go back earlier uh, because I think that, you know, there, I, I think that there are like, um, there are the people in the world who discovered what they were meant to do or be or what their like real unique talents were at a very young age. And I feel like there are people who don't like they're, you know, they're still kind of trying to figure it out. You are one of the people, which great for both, like how exciting to like constantly be on a journey to figure out what your true talent is and how exciting to know when you're like five years old, right? So yeah. you who like right from a very young age it was like whoa there is a talent here um and and you mentioned this earlier but you spent a lot of time like at a very you were listening to the cues you were you were taking in the messages that were being given to you that this is something special and then you went for it at like a very young age, it was a sacrifice for your family. Like, tell me about those, what was it, like six years of really pursuing this dream? Yes. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I started seeing when I was nine and, you know, I get into all that in the book, but at 12 um, is when my parents and I really just uprooted and and uh, went back and forth to LA to pursue a dream. And I went and I worked with producers, you know, not who weren't known, you know, songwriters who weren't known, but just anybody I could get that opportunity with. I would write in the studio. I would record in the studio. I would know what it's like to record in a professional studio and, and get to know my own voice and and to play around with um, all of that and my my tones and and just start recording music and then I would perform around Los Angeles at different middle schools and high schools and everywhere that I could restaurants I remember Genghis Cohen which is um, a really popular uh, uh, a really popular restaurant here in um, in is it right by um where where is it i feel like i've I, i'm really bad at directions ironically i've been in la for a long time but it's right like in the middle of hollywood i believe um yeah. it's by a recording studio that i uh now would record at but dang it i don't know the exact street but you were like singing in restaurants yeah. Oh, yeah. I would be everywhere that I could. And, um, you know, my parents and I, we had to, you know, really watch our financial situation because my dad had to work remote and he had to, um, he was, my mom was like a stay at home mom and she 
you know, it was really hard for her to, to work because of her scoliosis and stuff. Um, so we would have to have a very tight family budget, you know, and I would, uh, I, I share in my book that, you know, it wasn't glamorous living in, in Los Angeles. You know, we at one point had an apartment where um, my dad would sleep on the couch. We wouldn't have, um, I think it was enough mattresses for us. And then um, at one point there were bugs in the apartment. It wasn't fun. And I was super severely homesick and missing my brother and my pets and everything that was familiar to me. But every day my parents and I would, you know, get up and go to the studio or try to get a little uh, photo shoot going or a music video, you know, and all these things that we tried to do in pursuit of a dream because my parents believed in me and it wasn't glamorous. You know, we weren't living the Hollywood life and, um, you know, everything coming so easy. No, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifices. I didn't really have a lot of friends. It was very hard for me to make friends here at a young age. And all these things I'm balancing, being away from home, being away from family, not living in the best conditions. I remember uh, in order to save money, um, my parents, we would go to Subway and split like, I think a foot long in three ways, you know, just to save pennies, you know, because it was hard and we didn't have a huge budget to just spend. So again, all trying to pursue that dream and, and hope to one day land a record deal. And so for many years, we would do that, go back and forth from LA, San Antonio. I would perform around San Antonio, do gigs where I could. Um, and it was, it was hard. I never actually had a label meeting ever in those six years. Um, there were definitely some great meetings and a lot of auditions I went on, but it wasn't until I was 18 where I got my big break going on the X Factor, which was the most unexpected way because again, I didn't want to do, I never had a competition show in my mind. Um, but it's crazy how sometimes the things we think, the things we don't even think of sometimes end up being the best opportunities to happen for you. Yeah, like you were doing all of the, so, so two questions about these years. Number one, was there ever a time during that time, like a moment where you were like, yes, okay, we're on the right track. Like this happened. I think we're going to get some traction here. Like this is, I can see the light. Like this is really working. Did you have one of those moments? I had a few moments for sure. There are songs that I would get excited about um, that we would be able to, I don't think I ever took a song to iTunes. I think it was always through YouTube. I believe we have to double check on that, but um, that was kind of how we did it back then. We didn't know how to get it on iTunes. We didn't know how to get it where it needed to be. You know, again, we were just trying, I, I was just recording with who I could and, and maybe people also don't realize what it takes to be an artist. You have to have a lawyer and a manager and agents and all these people and producers and songwriters and, goodness it's it's a lot and my parents and I were learning along the way and somehow they got a lawyer to help you know to look over things and stuff but we didn't really ever um get to that point where oh everything is on the right proper channels and we have a budget no it was all just kind of help from our friends or people who we worked with so but there were songs that I would get excited about and and we felt like oh this could do well 
um, I would go and perform in high schools and middle schools and the kids would react amazingly to my surprise to me. And that was like, whoa, I think something, something's here. So there were definitely little trinkets along the way, but obviously it wasn't until later that something truly um, popped off. But it was a roller coaster ride, you know, feeling like, oh, maybe this song could land me a deal or, or get in the right hands or do something, and then it doesn't. It's like a never-ending um, roadblock, but you got to continue to keep fighting and, and pushing through it, you know, lots of ups and downs, so many ups and downs. That's what I just keep thinking about as I was reading this and thinking about it, and, and that, that it ties into my second question, which was, um, was there ever a moment in those six years, right? Where, where you said like things, things would happen, but they wouldn't happen all the way. And they would, you know, and, and I'm thinking about your parents and I'm thinking about myself as a parent. Um, and like, would I continue, like the level of mm. belief that that would, would I continue mm. to sacrifice and also with the pressure on you like you were not unaware of the sacrifices your family was making so so that pressure on you to to make something happen I just so was there ever a point in your success journey in those six years where you were like I think it was six right where you were like I think I think we got to be done and and then of course obviously when you were 18 and you're trying to figure out like you had a natural end time where you needed to do like which way am I going to go but during that time was there ever a time where you were like you know what we're leaving LA we did what we could this was amazing and we're just gonna go back and figure something else out do you remember any times like that never I remember that was not an option for my parents and I and I would hear conversations of oh my dad's job you know they they're not they're not happy that he's traveling back and forth and that's getting harder and dad's not going to be able to come here as much and we're not going to be able to afford this apartment and you know those conversations were happening and I think my parents tried their best to shield me away from it but also to kind of gently say mama you know we got to be a little bit smarter now about our trips in LA and you know dad can't come or whatever and that was hard to take on as a young child you know and but it was never I mean, my parents are just extraordinary. They're angels to me. They never, they never ever said, we got to stop this music thing, mama. Not once. We did have times where we would cry and we would say, ah, when is this going to happen? We don't know the next move or gosh, we thought this person would help, but they couldn't. Or we thought this song would, would go well, but it didn't. Or we thought we'd put this song out and we can't. And lots of roadblocks after roadblocks but it was never a all right we gotta get up and quit no my my parents are fighters and and so am I and that's where I got my strength from was from them and was from our faith and rain or shine we would go and we try to record we'd have moments where we'd stay in our house you know all day or for you know a few days not doing any work because Nothing was happening, but we still chose to be present and to be ready whenever. And uh, there's a whole book within those six years. It was so hard to just chop down <laughs> those chapters. But yeah, but that was a beautiful thing. And, and that just is a testament to how 
strong my parents were. I don't know if I could do what they did. I really don't. I can't imagine the the type of strain that put on them, their their mental health, their, you know, the type of stress that came with that and juggling family and marriage and career all at once. It's very hard, but that's how amazing they are. <laughs> they never gave up. I, I, I think it is an inspirational, you know, for any parent, like I think back to my parents and my path obviously is everyone's path is different from everyone else's but I do remember being very young and expressing being able to there was a moment where my parents thought my life has always been stories storytelling and I was in fifth grade and I was in fifth grade and I told my first story and it was for school and I came home and I practiced it for my mom and I remember her saying afterwards something happened there and they were they were and it's they, they were on me about it and they were 100 per, now it, it there's a different we kind of had to make up our own I had to make up my own path there isn't really a path like for having a singing talent as they're in is for a storytelling talent but they were right there and I think that that ultimately is the big lesson when you see that light uh, whether and whether it's a child or or whether it's someone else in your life when you see that light in them to do whatever you can because especially when you carry a bright light, there are, there is darkness all around you. That's, that's what being a light is. Um, that's how lights really shine. Um, protect that and bring that forward. So let me ask you, Ali, where you are now. Okay. We'll go, we'll go back. Cause I know we had X Factor, we had Fifth Harmony, we had Dancing with the Stars, but today where you are right now on your success journey, you have those, I mean, you have the, big dreams. And that's what I, I love about you. And you're bold about them and you're not afraid to share what they are. Uh, even if they get edited in a weird way, like, like, you know, like these are, so how do you feel about where you are now on your success journey? Oh Tell me about where you are right now. I would have never imagined I'm where I am today, living out my fullest life, living out some of the biggest dreams that I've prayed for since I was very young. I just completed my first film in Atlanta. <laughs> so that was beyond, beyond a dream. It was beyond special. It was beyond what I could have ever asked for. And then doing, you know, Dancing with the Stars last year was so much fun and such a transformative journey for me. Um, I have put out the music that is in my heart that I've been wanting to forever. It's actually on iTunes now. <laughs> You're on iTunes now. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, it's everywhere. I have a team that supports and loves me. Every day is a new adventure. Every day is a new journey. I'm being empowered to be who I want to be. I can be on Dancing with the Stars. I can have the music videos that I've envisioned and the ideas come to life. I can be on Blue's Clues and still work with kids and, and, and do so much that's in my heart. And uh, I can write a book. I mean, these past, this past like year and a half of being on my own has been extraordinary. Like it really, that's why I, I call it finding your harmony, dream yeah. big, faith and achieve more than you can imagine because that's what happened to me. I've achieved more than I could imagine in this past year and a half of being solo. And while there were a million roadblocks that came my way, both personally and, and in my career, it still happened. And that's what I wanna share with those young girls and guys. And even 
people who are not, you know, young, maybe people who are older who are like, how am I going to get through this obstacle in my life? Or how am I going to move forward when this just happened or whatever? Just knowing that you can, just the choice is to choose to move forward. Even if it's just putting one foot in front of the other um, for a few weeks, um, just pushing yourself forward and knowing you're not alone, knowing you're loved, knowing you have so much inside of yourself that's waiting to come out. And sometimes it takes some time. It takes time to heal. It takes time to grow. It takes time to get to where you're supposed to be. But it is possible. You just got to get through this thing called life and all the ups and downs. And and really with faith, anything's possible. And um, just being able to stand here today and really mean what I'm saying and saying I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm doing everything that I've loved. While, of course, there's still a goal list for the next, you know, five, 20 years. It's It's been a phenomenal past year and a half. Um, so it's, it's wonderful. And my parents could not be more elated either. They're on cloud nine. I just love your parents. Like I just feel like, (laughs) so so let's talk about that because here you are. And I can't believe it. You know, it's so weird because I, I can't believe it's only been a year and a half. Like when I think of you, I think of you as solo. I think of you as like, that's how I think of you. Um, so it's, but again, what is time? I mean, we're filming this in November, 2020. Time has completely been flipped upside down. We have no idea. I just said, I was talking to someone the other day who said, make no mistake. Time is not linear. Like it is not a, it is a, it's more a, an abstract concept than it is. But, but right. Like you, so here you are, you've, you've done a film, you wrote a book, you're a solo artist. Um, and this, I kind of feel like this was what you were working toward. Like this, when you set out, when you moved to LA, you were doing that whole thing. It was to be this. Um, but, but it's never a direct, it's almost never a direct path. So can you tell, can you share some of those like moments where it was like a zigzag across across the hill like I the x factor was one of them right like I would imagine there's these stops where you're like wait and even on the x factor then you became part of a group which isn't it's being an artist but it's not being a solo artist tell me about that non-linear aspect of time and success as it turned out for you oh yeah the the zigzag is like someone (laughs) just like a toddler just scribbled all over the page (laughs) that's what it feels like i swear that is what my my journey has been starting from when i was a young child but man you think that when i got my success you know in fifth harmony and on x factor oh got us she's got a straight shot to to success no in fact that's when the real heck started (laughs) so x factor was amazing to get that we went to the live shows we became a group and that was the moment where i was like god I worked my whole life to be a solo artist, yet you're putting me in a group. What's going on here? But at the same time, I trust you, God, and my mom. I'll never forget, I went to the bathroom and called her right after we got formed. Um, And she was like, Mama, no, I trust Simon. Simon knows what he's doing. He's had success with groups before and just trust him. I think something special is about to happen. I'm like, okay, mom. And then I put my best foot forward. I was positive and, and really tried to just take it in. 
And then X Factor, you know, we make it to the live shows. And that was really, really hard. I did not enjoy X Factor. It was really a rough road because that was the beginning of me losing my voice, both figuratively and literally. I um, was told I couldn't dress the way I wanted to dress. I couldn't have my makeup or hair the way I wanted it. I couldn't even really sing much in the group. And that was so devastating because it's like you have this big platform, you have the success, you have the eyeballs, but you're not even um, being able to be yourself. And most importantly, I wasn't able to sing. Um, I got like one or two lines here and there. And in a way, you feel silenced. That's, that's almost worse than not having anything. And that was the theme for a lot of Fifth Harmony in the beginning years. And, and that was really rough, not being able to be yourself, not having control of your identity, of who you are. The people around me, you know, weren't very supportive or kind or empathetic. And that was what was even more devastating was, you know, I would try to talk to a manager or voice teacher, and I was just met with um, just really mean tones of like, you have to be grateful you're here. Millions of, of girls would kill to be where you are. And it's like, I understand that, but does that mean my feelings are, are invalid? Does that mean that I'm supposed to just be happy with not even really being represented? That's not nice for anybody, you know? And and there's a lot of corruption in this entertainment business that you go through. And so that was so hard. Almost every, almost every day had its zigzag moments. You know, you, you're on the chart to you're on the path of success. Um, even after X Factor, you know, starting uh, searching for our first single after getting signed, all these amazing things. And on our first single that we have with the major record label, I have one line in the song and one little ad lib, which is basically nothing. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have these continuous roadblocks and this continuation. I felt like I was just being validated of you're not enough, Allie. You're not good enough. You're not valued. And that's it. And that's horrifying. You know, it's, it's awful. Um, but I tried to be as positive as I could and smile and wave always and be kind and respectful and in interviews and, um, you know, on social media. But it was very, very rough. It's like, man, you have the success, but it's not at all what you want, you know. But I tried my best. So what do you like? I mean, because I, I think that this happens for people whether they're pursuing a music career or not, that they, maybe they get a job or they, or they get in a relationship or, you know, like whatever it is. And they say to themselves, like, this is what I always wanted. This is what this part, like, what, what would your, I wouldn't say advice, but like you've lived that story and you were there. How long were you in that position? How long were you with that sounds? Six years. So you did six years of the hustle and then you did six years of this, like how, how did you, like what, what advice would you give to somebody? Mm -hmm. Because I would imagine that every day you're like, is this just the hard part of 
getting the success that I really desire or, or achieving what it is that I, my destiny that I know is, is there for me, or is this a mistake? Like, mm-hmm. you, do you remember? Cause I feel like we have those, right? Do, do you remember any of those conversations or moments, stories along the way where you were, you were trying to figure out which side of the coin it was? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was almost every day. I mean, some moments were super fun and super amazing. And I did eventually get more singing parts and eventually got to take my power back and, and be able to dress the way I wanted to. It was never fully 100%, but it was better towards the end. So I will say that. But there were several moments where I questioned, am I, well, I knew I was not being valued. I was told I was not being valued. I was told I was not cool enough. I was told all these things. And um, I also felt super trapped because it's like you have contracts, you know, and you don't want people to, you know, blackball you and people try. Let me tell you, people try. And you don't want people to um, take advantage of you and people try to take advantage of me. And it's all these things that you just feel trapped. You feel like I can't walk away. I'm stuck. um, And I don't have anybody to trust. And it's very hard. And in those moments, I, I would try not to tell my parents a lot of what was going on because it affected them. They already knew, they already saw, but I was withholding as much as I could because I didn't want them to be even more, you know, upset and sad than they were. Um, but there were moments where I questioned, you know, man, I, I, I want to leave. I want to, I don't want to be here anymore, but it's not that easy. Um, but choosing to, even in my, my really darkest moments, just say, God, there's not much I can control here, but I'm going to just honor my commitment and, and be here every day and try to be the best example and in a way leader that I could because I was the oldest one. So I wanted to set a, an example of, hey, you know, you go up to work, you show up, you be kind, you, re, you be respectful and, you know, hold your head up high. Um, but I, I've learned that sometimes there's lessons in the waiting. I had to wait a very long time until I became free, free of all that noise and, and negativity um, and free of what was holding me back. Not even as a career, but just as a person, you know. Do you feel like you're, do you feel like you are better off for, and, and I, I mean, whether it's the X Factor and, and what happened in the group or whether it was those six years where you were, I love the, I wanted to know more about the Oakwood apartments. We can take that. We can take that offline. Like I, keep, I think about these little apartments where all the famous people were going to me. I loved that idea. Do <laughs> you think that all of those, I mean, could you be who you are now if it weren't for those struggles? I don't think I would be who I am today without that. And that's why I am grateful for for everything. And I learned, too, that, hey, I wish I could have spoken up in this time or I wish I would have reported this to someone (laughs) when this happened um, or I wish I would have been more honest and vulnerable with the fans of how I was personally feeling. So it's really nice to know, too, that there were lessons that I learned along the way. I learned, hey, I have a voice to speak up. I can say yes to things, and I can say no to things. Um, And that was probably the greatest lesson of them all. Um, And 
again, like I had so many moments where I did enjoy being in Fifth Harmony. You know, we traveled the world. We went to the best award shows and we, you know, met our favorite artists and all that. So please, like it was amazing times, but it also happened to be very hard during most of the time. But I got through it and again, just taking the good with the bad and trying to be as positive as possible. But um, I would not be who I am today without Fifth Harmony and without, you know, those years before Fifth Harmony. And that's what makes me extra thankful for today and where I am. Like, it's just amazing. Like, I just wake up and I say, Lord, thank you. You know, he delivered me from a lot of darkness and a lot of sadness. And I'm, I'm, I'm a full person again. I'm a, you know, my parents say, mama, you have that light in you again. In 2018, when I started to, to be on my own, my parents said that and my friends did. And that's what made me so emotional. Yeah. Is, yeah. is, is seeing that, you know, when, when, when my parents saw your light was taken from you, but you're getting it back. It's amazing. Well, and I, and I think it's important. You said it, you said it there that like a dream come true, even if it's just like a version of the dream, but even a dream come true isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Like, like you were, you were doing the thing. You had a record, you had, you know, you had fans, you were going to the best yeah. You know, like there was, you know, like I know that there was amazing and then like that's, but that's, and I think that, um, I think it's maybe when that balance is off where like the good, you know, like you, I think the good of any dream comes with some bad. It comes with some challenge, right? Um, when they get too far off, that's when, you know, um, so tell me, there's so much, I, I, I want to be respectful of your time and there's, there's so much I want to know, but I, so there's two things that I really want to hear about. And that is the decision to do dancing with the stars and also the decision to go solo. So, so maybe you get to choose which one of those stories, or I'm more than happy to hear them both. I got nothing to do. It's the end of the day here. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I could listen all day. Um, but I want to hear about those two stories because I would imagine that both of them, the decision to say yes to Dancing with the Stars, because I mean, not only that, but like think about your previous, your previous experience on a contestant show. Like it wasn't necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. To put yourself back into it. And then of course, I can only imagine how crazy the decision was to, to go solo. So I, I'm going to let you, it's, you get to choose which one, Allie, to tell me about. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to try to tell you both. I'll start with, I guess, chronologically. Yeah. Fifth Harmony, we, we were together six years, and it was a crazy six years, but obviously we did so much in that time, and it was a blessing, and it's been so amazing. Um, but the rest of, um, you know, the, the members, the girls, they thought, you know, it was time to move on, and I was the last on board. I was like, what? No, 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 no. We have so much more to do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, but I understood it wasn't that easy. And, and you know, our management told us, oh, we don't think your label is going to support another Fifth Harmony album. And that was a whole uphill battle in itself. And um, we, uh, we were just kind of at a, at a, in a hard place in our career. And I was definitely the last one to say, let's, 
this band, you know what I mean? Um, but I accepted it and I respected everyone's decision. I had to and move on. And once I moved on, I really began for the first time to think, oh my gosh, my solo dreams that I've had since I was a young child are about to come true. My life is about to begin. It was one of the most wonderful feelings in the world to really realize that your dreams are just right around the corner where they could be. And then I, you know, May 2018, I believe it was our last, I think it was May, was our last um, show together. And then we all, you know, spread our wings and, and went our, our separate ways. And even though it was a lot earlier than I thought, it ended up being the most perfect timing. And then I went on my own and I really started everything from scratch. And it's a whole journey of how I got my record deal was met with so many different, gosh, rejections. And, and uh, again, so much details in the book. I'm just kind of going through bullet point. All of the labels closed the door and then one reopened and, and then uh, I got signed. And then um, during that first year, 2018 Dancing with the Stars asked me to be on their show. They even went to the lengths to call me so many times and said, please be on our show. Please, we want you so badly. And I was super nervous. I was a huge fan of, of Dancing with the Stars. I watched it since the beginning with my mom. Um, but I had this, this rooted, deep-rooted fear of I'm being made fun of in Fifth Harmony for several years you know, the, the fans are saying I'm the worst dancer. There are viral videos of me, you know, that are bad of me dancing and people making fun of me. Like I'm terrified of, of going and, and being judged on my dancing. And then on top of that, I did not have a good experience with the last reality TV show I did. So that's kind of in the back of my head too. So at first I passed and plus it just wasn't the right time because I was just starting to figure out who I was as an artist. And then, bam, thank God they asked me again last year. And again, I kind of like told my managers, I said, no, let's pass. I don't want to do it. But really, I didn't want to do it because I was scared. I was scared of being judged. I was scared of being made fun of. I was scared of failing. I was scared of the edit, all that. And they reassured me, they're like, we're not going to do that to you. You know, we're going to make you look like who you are. We're not going to try to make you a different person. We promise. And then I had a lot of advice from my management and from my friends and from my parents saying that, mama, this could be an opportunity to show America who you are, your heart and your spirit like nothing else can. And it's also an amazing opportunity to grow and to challenge yourself and to have this beautiful uh, experience on Dancing with the Stars and all that kind of kept into play and I prayed about it and then I said yes as scared as I was I was like what am I getting myself into but Lord I trust you please don't let me embarrass myself <laughs> um, and Dancing with the Stars was a journey you know lots of ups and downs but mainly a lot of ups and um, gosh it made me such a different performer and just person. I got my confidence back. I got validated that I could dance. I proved all those haters wrong. I made friendships that are gonna last forever. And I made memories that, man, I'll always remember. And it was just one of the most amazing experiences. So much fun. So many awesome things I gotta do on the show, like be my favorite 
Disney Princess Belle. I got to be at the finale and, and get a shout out from Gloria Estefan, my favorite, one of my favorite Latin artists ever. <laughs> and um, gosh, I got to do some of the funnest dances. I got to do so many tricks. I got to push myself. It was all around such an awesome experience. And I would have never had that if I would have said no. You know, I, I just keep hearing it from you this whole time. And, and I want to leave, I want to leave it here that you are a person who is not afraid to dream really big. And I, and I don't say that in like platitude, like that isn't, you know, like this is like, you've had really big dreams um, and you've been, you said, you know, afraid of the edit and afraid of the haters and, and like all of this. So what would you say to those people who are listening who mm-hmm. have really big dreams for success Last mm. words to those people who are maybe even afraid to dream as big as what's really in their hearts. Oh my gosh. Take it from someone who's been there, who has been afraid to dream big sometimes and who has been afraid to walk through those doors is that it is possible to live out your dreams, but even live out dreams you didn't even know you had in your heart. Sometimes the biggest, most wonderful thing that we can do as human beings is to bet on ourselves and to go through, go to towards one path because you have no idea where that's going to lead you. Most of the time it'll lead you to greater heights, but also sometimes even if it's not what you plan, there's a lesson in that waiting for you. There's an opportunity to grow and to, to gain um, so much about yourself So I would say as someone who's been knocked down several times in my life, been told that it's not possible for you, it's not going to happen for you, Allie. Well, it's happened. I'm here today sharing my story. Please don't be afraid to go through those doors, even if it's scary, even if you're unsure. Um, The best thing you can do is just believe and to really just trust and to, to walk in it, even if you're scared. Um, and just know that with faith, anything is possible. That is what I'd love to leave your, your listeners with. And I hope I'm talking to someone out there. I hope I'm encouraging someone out there. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid, go for it and, and know that you're going to see that, that rising, that rising sun. Oh, I just love that you are just, you are just such a bright light. Allie, where can people find you? Tell me about the book, where they can find you. Yes, you can uh, get my book, Finding Your Harmony, wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, your local indie bookstore. You can get the audiobook I can read to you. <laughs> and then, uh, you can also follow me on social media and definitely get my music, please, at Allie Brooke, A-L-L-Y-B-R-O-O-K-E. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you, Allie. We loved hearing about your success story. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. If you enjoyed this conversation, look up an inch or down an inch and check out all of our previous discussions. You can find those at iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are sold. And of course, check out the latest issue of Success Magazine by heading over to success.com slash subscribe and get more inspiring stories like this delivered right to your front door. Be sure to give us a review on Apple iTunes and you can find me at KindraHall.com or on Instagram at KindraHall. That is Kindra with an I. I can't wait to hear the stories you'll tell. Until next time. Bye.